Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Well, apparently in the 80s, things were just down and dirty in high school. Because <laughs> there's cocaine in there. Yeah, that might have been. But no, I mean like, like all these high school kids binge drinking and groping one another. What? Yeah, I know. High school? High school kids. Who would have thought that? I think it's hip to be square, like Huey says. No, this song is weird to me. Welcome to the Joey Clark Radio Hour, folks. Alongside me this evening, we have... Mr. Spotlow, Seth Spotlow, and we have good old Southern Wood. Turn me up, please. Turn you up. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah. This song is weird to me because this was actually my alarm on my phone for like two years. So it made me go, oh, screw this song. Like, I am done with it. I don't really care. Who'd you think you were, Marty McFly? No, I thought I was, uh, I, don't, I can't remember his name, but uh, American Psycho. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian Bale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is it? Well, I can't remember his name in that movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't have those tendencies. I'd imagine there are some people, I've talked about this before, people that have like that urge to be like a serial killer, but they never act out on it. Man, you never know who you're standing next to. Never know. Never know. Um, I'm not that way. I I could barely paddle Southern Wood across from me here. I don't like I don't like pain, inflicting pain on people. It makes me feel bad. Aww. Even when it's like, like I had to get over that when I played high school football. It's like the coach sat me down going into senior year. He's like, Joey, what do you think your problem is? I go, I hesitate. He goes, You're damn right, son. Or you're exactly right. And I got over it. As especially now. I've had that thought. Like, if I go back and play football, now if I had to play other 29-year-olds, I would get my ass kicked. Um, I'd have to pump up a little you bit. You would be limping for life. Yeah. But if, like, you, were, if, if you were playing 14 to 16-year-olds, no, or you'd be even, like Billy Madison out there just, just pew! Or even like 18, 17-year-olds. It was like, uh, it's a mentality. I'm not talking about physically. But just not hesitating. And actually, you know, having some bad days to where you're like, mm, I actually want to hurt somebody today. <laughs> not really, but, you know, I want to take it out on somebody, that energy that you need. Now, whereas I th- feel like some of the kids on in football and, like, high school come from, like, a troubled home. It's a good outlet. Mm. It's like let out that negative crap out on the field in a productive manner. Mm-hmm. Just don't punch anybody. No face mask. None of that crap. Yeah, I mean, you still got the rules, but it, I mean, it, I mean, I think you make a valid point there. Mm-hmm. I think you make a very valid point. Yeah, just let out that energy. Because I could, you know, I could see growing up on a farm, and I mean, we we were very kind of our to our animals. I mean, they, people talk about farmers and 
and oh you know you're abusing animals and this and that no uh i'm out here it's six degrees it's raining uh the rain is freezing to my pants and i'm trying to pull this calf you know help this cow birth her calf yeah that's what you do as a farmer i mean you you care for all your animals i'm a farmer then i did that but uh, wow. you know an animal is big and they can take some abuse and you know you can kind of let out a little bit when you have some frustration built what up you mean like spank if, a cow yeah yeah i mean if they give you a reason to if they oh if they give you a reason why are you just do you like that? i was about to say why are you spanking <laughs> random guys no <laughs> you like that don't Jeez, you but i would love to see you make those teats yeah. come on man no, but I'm saying... Oh, no, he knows how to milk a cow. Look, a 1,700-pound animal oh, kicks you. Yeah. You know, you can slap them as hard as you want to, and you're not going to hurt them. You hurt right. yourself more than you hurt the cow. I remember one time, this cow, she pissed me off so bad. Oh, she pissed me off. I was trying to get her. She had milk fever, and I was trying to get her up, mm -hmm. and uh, we had given her some, some little ice and... And uh, uh, some different things to rehydrate her. And that cow, she hit me with her head and, like, knocked me down in a big pile of filth, filthiness. I'll Nerd. put it that way. It, well, I mean, it was everything. I mean, it was mud, water, manure. It was the whole nine yards. And I was just frustrated. And I was mad. And I, I need her. I took my leg and hit her like <laughs> right there, right up under her chin. Do oh. you know how hard a cow's mandible is? No, but I feel like I'm about to learn. <laughs> oh, uh, I did not hurt her at all. I promise you that. She, it was like the cow looked at me and was like, really stupid. Did you feel better <laughs> afterwards? You, you think? I I felt a relief. I'll put it that way. Hey, that's and then I felt worse because I couldn't <laughs> walk because I thought I broke my leg. Wow, man! I didn't think we would get there. It, when you were in the middle of the, that story, I was like, "Are we really talking about taking out one's anger on a cow?" Yeah. <laughs> when I this is why I love this show, and especially inviting this joker right here. Like, you just never know. I thought I was a bum. No, not tonight. Sometimes tonight I'm a just bum. a joker? No, tonight I think you look distinguished with yes. that beard grown out. Apparently I look mm -hmm. old, I was told earlier today. No, that's good. Right. I want to touch it. You, yeah. <laughs> no, I was telling... I had uh, a dollar for every time I heard that. I You'd have two dollars. <laughs> telling you, Southern Wood, or, uh, and I, Seth, I want to bring you in on this, that uh, you know we were talking about how old he is earlier today on News and Views. And uh, he's really not that old. But it made me think of... Apparently, Ooh. I look that old, though. i got to look up <laughs> old-timey sayings. Now, I, oh we have to be delicate about this. I want the one with the fish. <laughs> sure. <laughs> the, the trout. That was, I think yeah. that one tickled me Yes. Most. So, okay. Um, let's see. I, I found this article about old-timey sayings to make fun of 84. I mean, and, and to set this up for people that weren't listening earlier, yeah, I, 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 I use some older expressions that are just family expressions that, right. that have been handed down. And there was a caller that called in that wanted to know why I said G. Benetti. And I, I, don't, I don't know why I say that. That's just something I've always heard. Right. Is It's like... When G. Benetti. You don't know what else to say. G. Benetti. Did you G's really just Benetti. say that? I figured you had like an aunt. 
Jiminy Cricket. It's kind of like, I guess it would take the place of what, really? Yeah, exactly. Really? Gee whiz. Yeah. But uh, and it, so anyhow, that's where all this began. Well, and then and I then found that found a, a term for a bald head a long time ago was a fly rink. <laughs> Goes straight to bald head as mm-hmm. soon as he looks it up. Yeah, looks right at me. That explains the fruit flies. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I yeah, those are love bugs. <laughs> but at, in the old days, uh, your mouth was your sauce box. A wet sock. That was my good one. Yeah. <laughs> Don't um, give me a wet sock. Hmm. The limp handshake. And if you were drunk, you could be like having your flag out, your soapy eyed, full as a tick, seeing snakes, canned up, zazzled. Or you could be owled or striped or squiffed or swat. That's all terms for being drunk. I love that there are that many terms for being drunk. Now, see, full as a tick, that was mm-hmm. just. We use that for when you eat too much. Yeah, I, no, and I've heard that one. Before. Full as a tick and a collie dog's ear. Now well, you got to do the whole thing. Full as a tick and a collie dog's ear. See, now, I haven't why, heard the collie dog's ear. That country is all right there. Yeah, it is. Full as a tick on my lap. You're so full. No, it's not. No, I know. not full your lap. No, no but let's ear. let's move on to old <laughs> phrases to describe excessive heat. But, and especially before air conditioning was installed, before you know, people like Southernwood here had jobs fixing it. <laughs> you, you're not going to go to the Fox? <laughs> no, no, we can't say that. But no, but this one's kind of, you know, salty. If it's really hot outside, it's like, damn, it's hotter than Dutch Love and Harvest. Wow. Yeah, I know. That I, I think about, like... An Amish person wearing something wood shoes. A, there was Another one is uh, full of moist. Man, it's full of moist out here. There was something about a fox in a forest fire. I'm trying to remember exactly. Hot is a half-effed fox in a forest fire. <laughs> so, yeah, even our great-grandparents wow. might have dropped the F-bomb every once in a while, wow. folks. But I, I looked up it's because of the news fox. of uh, Donald Trump's equipment being described by Stormy Daniels. Is that why I keep hearing people reference Mario Kart? Yes. <laughs> Let me guess which character. Can I just guess? I'm thinking probably the green turtle. No. Oh, um, Luigi? No. Ooh, ooh. Um, I don't know. You think his equipment looks like a Italian plumber in a green suit and overalls? Possibly. <laughs> no, it was Toad. Oh, ah. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder yeah, if it's exactly. spots on it, too. Probably the orange spots. Like yeah, that. yeah. Oh, <laughs> good Lord. But it made me think about, are there old school terms for that? And yes, uh, moving on from beatnik slang, there are actually a lot of old school ways to call somebody a rat. All right, fair enough. You know, Baron loves to call people rat bastards. Cabbage hat, pigeon. I like to call people cabbage hat. That's a good one. But here it is for um, words for the male anatomy. Old school terms. This is so good. This is so good. Seth, you're going to love one of these. You're, these you're are so fall good. Out of your Let's chair. start off with one of them. Master John Goodfellow. Oh, yes. <laughs> so Stormy was describing Trump's Master John Goodfellow. Wow. In the total news. porno name. Yeah. Your gentleman usher. The Staff of Life. Yes! Yes! I got one of those, boy! I play D&D every Sunday, and I'm... I'm uh, well, and speaking... This could fit with D&D, I'm probably. Warlock. So the I Warlock? Or how about your Cyprian Scepter? Ooh. Ooh. My Cyprian Maypole. Scepter. Maypole. 
<laughs> Makes me think of like. I mean, it may or may not. Yeah, oh, I don't know. that's great. Oh, but no, then there was a lot to leave out the ladies. There were euphemisms in olden days for the female anatomy, mm. uh, like the phoenix nest or the Netherlands. What is it with the Dutch? As hot as Dutch love and harvest, like in the Netherlands. <laughs> You've, what is what was it about the Dutch? In the Netherlands, you can do anything there. Uh, also, Mount Pleasant, in my favorite of this whole list, a euphemism for the female anatomy, Mrs. Fubb's Parlor. <laughs> what? <laughs> Daddy, what are you doing? I'm going to go see Mrs. Fubb's Parlor. <laughs> oh, wow. And then, you know, you got into, like... You know, when people are summoning the beast with two backs, you know what I'm talking oh. about. You know, copulating, so to speak. You know, hor- horizontal mambo. You know. There are a lot of terms. For, this is like this is something lost where we speak English in this country, damn it. No, we don't. We speak American. It is very different than the classic kings. And so Americans, we have all these different words for, in particular, sex. And it's a Friday, so I'm going to do this. Um, one, and this is from the and if you, 1811. 1811, the Dictionary of the Vulgar Tongue. Ooh. One is, if euphemism for sex, is Amoris Congress. Ooh. That's not bad. Basket making. <laughs> <laughs> Buying a dog. Blanket hornpipe. <laughs> That's everything we need. What do you need? Blanket hornpipe? <laughs> Convivial society. Oh, and if you were caught cheating on your significant other a century ago, you could be accused of carrying tackle, being on a left-handed honeymoon, or in Shakespeare's time, groping for trout in a peculiar river. <laughs> <That's my laughs> thing, You're supposed to grope for trout in your own river. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's got to be your, the river you know. Uh-huh. You know that don't go to the river. neighbor's creek. Stay mm-hmm. in your own creek. I, I've heard, <laughs> don't be dipping your toe in somebody else's pool. Well, I've yeah. heard that. Right. It's <laughs> a little more modern. <laughs> yeah, it's. I want to bring some of these back. <laughs> I love do the one with the trout again now because I want to get this down. I love that one. Oh, groping for trout in a peculiar river. Peculiar river. That's Shakespeare, man. That's that's not American. Like the point I was making earlier. That is straight out of Shakespeare's time. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. I wonder how many rivers he dipped in. Probably a lot. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, You think he was, or you think he was kind of a homebody? I don't know. I don't know that much about Shakespeare the man. Probably not. You he know. was probably a recluse. Yeah, and, and I don't. I, I, don't, I don't think know. I've maybe, ever seen. Maybe not. Artsy people are crazy. Yeah, yeah. and I think Good he stuff. was living out his fantasies. In his writing, and I think that's what makes you know writers and artists really good is they don't really do that stuff. But this is what some do. Yeah, well, yeah, I'll give you that. But But hopefully, some don't like a Stephen King or like people or directors or 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 what is it? Is it artors or not artors? I'm trying to think of a fancy name for like a filmmaker. That might be it. Oh, it's uh, a. a filmmaker, yeah. Thank, thank, you, thank you for that, Southern Wood. But like people who make like horror films, especially like torture oh, stuff. Yeah. Like, let's hope that's just them living out their fantasies. Oh yeah, and not actually doing that sort of stuff. Oh, you know what I mean. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't need any of that in the world. There's no, enough of it as enough. is. Yeah, I hope there's, there's not an it really running around out there. Right, right. I hope so, too. But I'm having a good day. I'm having a good day. New Slash album dropped today ah. with uh, Miles Kennedy. Okay. He's the singer. Um, really good stuff. I played some of that earlier. Got drunk and cr- uh, got one of my buddies to, to call him. Okay, nice. Um, (laughs) New Prince album dropped today. I haven't listened to it yet. Is that the one where he's just sitting at a piano making stuff up? Yeah, 1983. His old girlfriend, Jill Jones, said she used to remember she would sit or lay, and he had like his pad, his bedroom was in the basement, and it had a piano, and it had like shag carpet and a furry bedspread, and he would just sit for hours by himself she would sometimes lay on the carpet and just play piano and one of these sessions he said let's record it on a cassette player and just let it go so and he, he had like the sony boom box sitting in the corner and he pressed the red and the, than that. the red he, and the play yeah the, yeah the zero and the the arrow at the same time so it recorded <laughs> yeah a little nicer than that but that's about the idea and then I, just I wonder if the it was one of those boom boxes that had the two did you ever have the boom box yeah i do and it's in two? my bathroom right now and that's what i listen to this on and you could the, copy nice. from one tape to another mm-hmm. and it would do it in high speed it would just it would sling through yeah. it man that was 1985. I got that for Christmas, and I was like, "Hallelujah!" I've been I mean, listening it's one of the Black greatest. Sabbath, yeah. Paranoid on tape. Yeah, yeah, tape. 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 Oh no, I remember cassette tapes. My car still has a tape deck. That's awesome. I haven't because that's what came stock. Now, I haven't tried to change it or anything. Damn radio don't even work. Shorted out after I did a trip to Birmingham. <laughs> and it was, like, way too humid. And I had the AC going. And when I felt the top, it shorted out. I'm like, what the hell is that? And then I felt the top of the dash went, oh, that's very wet. <laughs> that's why it shorted out. And then, you know, I'm usually driving by myself, so I just put earbuds in. And, yeah, yeah I'm fine. But, uh, yeah. Hmm. Tape. It makes me think of... Uh, I used to make all sorts of mix CDs. I would actually take the time before you had iTunes even or Windows Media Player or, or streaming services, obviously like Spotify or Tidal or whatever the hell people are using. I actually would take the time to go into Windows Explorer. So you got just names and files. And I would organize my music and I knew everything at that point because I actually had to take the time myself to put it together and I would make mix CDs I think I even when I was my first big crush so in love I'm trying to think of some of the songs on there young Joey like 14 year old Joey (laughs) what was it Uh, well don't want to close my eyes (laughs) don't want to miss a thing Aerosmith of course Uh, <laughs> open arms, journey. Yeah. Open arms. <laughs> yeah. Just I'm going to play bun- a lot of that tonight. That's as bad as Lady in Red. <laughs> oh, I know, man. It's terrible. It's terrible. Now, see, y'all, y'all children, apparently, what we had to do is we took our boom box and we had the record button there and the radio stations every night would play the top nine at nine or the top ten at ten one they they volleyed back and forth and so you would have to listen to the radio station at nine o'clock yeah and then 
as the song started coming on, you would record, uh -huh. and it was the most requested. This is back when you could actually call, unlike this show, where people can actually call in sure. and talk to a live human being. This is when you could call and request songs. And so they would play the most requested songs in this area. It wasn't just the top 40. Okay, cool. And so you could you could sit there and you could record through it. And it always really ticked me off when the DJs would talk the song up because I don't want no I want the song I don't want you talking up and especially when they stepped on they, something they missed then the it post. just oh man when they missed it it just really would tick you off yeah and uh but I I used to well, you would sit there and do it and then you had your little you know your cassette and then you could put it in your car and you could play it and and uh then you'd wear you're listening to all the heads. Ooh, and 84 is 14 years old again. <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. What year was this song? Oh, I don't know, man. Does it say up there? No, this is off the uh, the Ultimate Ballads album, Classic Love. I was in the sixth grade. I know when it was. I was in the sixth grade, so I would have been... Were you drunk chasing around girls? Eleven, no. I was milking cows, man. <laughs> kind of the same thing. Big girls. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with a big old bacon. Hey. This is really one of those songs for you? It really, it really is because it's like we talked about, yeah. I guess, last week. It's, it's, it's something that it was a real popular song, and I was in just puppy love with this girl. I don't even remember who it was. Man. Right, but it's, you're young, but it, you're I trying can, to figure this out. The feeling, but that's the thing, the feeling still comes back to me. I can remember yeah. when I would hear this song, I would think about her. And I'd be like, oh, man. <laughs> She is she is so fine. <laughs> She's foxy. <laughs> Be careful with that sippy scepter of yours, all right? Oh, wow. Well, we got a few calls here. Why don't we take one? Let's talk to Bo. Hey, Bo, what's up? Oh, he just dropped. Bo, we were literally about to go to you. I don't know what that was, but Crawdad, how you doing? Uh, yeah, hey, guys. Um, you, you, there is a word when you start talking about old... Uh, out of use old English 18th 19th century terms mm -hmm. uh huh scrumping scrumping I think that scrumping scrumping uh, that is to steal fruit from someone else's orchard oh yeah that's why you don't go scrumping out after dark you're liable to pick an apple from the wrong orchard ah <laughs> 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 uh -huh. Always better to stay in your own garden. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The forbidden fruit, you know. Right. You don't want to be on some left-handed honeymoon. Mm. <laughs> you don't want to be right. dipping your toes in somebody else's river. Right. Don't be, you know, <laughs> <Yes>. fishing <laughs> for trout in a peculiar river. Careful where you're scrumping, lad. Maria Moldauer, Midnight at the Oasis. And it turns out that the guy who wrote that song is a Buddhist instructor. Put those two things together. Wow. Do, do you remember that song, Midnight no. at the Oasis, Maria Moldauer? I don't know if I do. 1973. Okay. Uh, I think the year... 15 that, years before I was born. Why are you pointing at me? I was born in 73, dude. Well, you're you closer to listening us, to music. Southern Wood. <laughs> dude, don't lie, man. That, that, was a, that was a really good year for the obstetrics ward. Really? 
Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyway, lads, have a good time. And thank you, you again. Thank you. you. You know, I just had a memory come to me. Okay. Do you know the very first song I ever remember hearing? Hmm. Southern Nights by Glenn Campbell. That's a great song. It is a great song. Yeah. And we were leaving. There was a, uh, the Snowden Cafe used to be right there until they widened 331. It was right there on Highway 331. Bailey's store was across the road before the corner store was there. And we were coming home one night, and I was a little boy in the back of a Monte Carlo, a green Monte Carlo with a yellow lid on it. We used to sit in the back of that thing, and I remember this song being on the radio. It's the first song that I remember ever hearing, and I love it. Oh, it's still good. And the reason I love it is because they play this song when Blue Dude is on Guardians of the Galaxy, and he's uh, whistling at that arrow. Yeah, well, that's and, my uh, favorite character. Rocket Raccoon is killing all those dudes. Oh, that's all awesome. Guardians too. Yeah, it's great. Love this. Oh no, but we can't we can't celebrate uh, okay. that guy James Gunn. Oh, because yeah. of his old jokes. Yeah, you're not funny anymore. Good lord! But just keep in mind, folks, if you've been listening this whole time, uh, that keep your Master John Goodfellow out of Mrs. <laughs> Fubb's parlor. <laughs> it's cool. I got a sword of life, a staff of life, staff of life. I got a staff of life and a scepter of s- s- <laughs> something. Really, and you're taking a journey to the Netherlands. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's go back to the phones and talk to Bo. Hey, Bo, what's up? <laughs> Oh, I just wanted to say two things. Do you remember the old thing about uh, don't dip your quill in the company ink? Yes. Yeah. That's, a, that's another yeah. one. Uh, uh, you were talking about tape, cassette tape players earlier. Yeah. I still have an alarm clock that I got as a wedding present 45 years ago that has a working 8-track tape player in it. Come on now. That's awesome. Seriously. Have you got any 8-tracks left? No. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll find one and stick it in just to make sure it's still working, but that's about it. Of course, that's the true of me, too, you know. At 65, that's true of me, too. I, 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 I got it, Bo. <laughs> not to make it obvious. <laughs> that's okay. Even anybody's gentleman, not sure that happens, to. All righty, guys. You, thank you for taking my call, and... I love listening I to you, all of you, and have a good evening. Thanks, Bo. Have a good evening, too. <laughs> I have a great saying. I don't No, I don't think I can say it, though. Be careful. I'll run it by you. But then I love when how you go to certain songs get a new feeling, like a new meaning to you. This song has new meaning to me. Somebody will forever be associated with it. I can't say who. I'm riding in your car. You turn on the radio Oh, sing it, girl You're pulling me close Yeah, I have this I just say no Particular memory I say I don't like Wait, it can't be Joey Because he already said his radio doesn't work in his car So it has to be somebody else Oh, yeah Because oh. when we <laughs> we need cameras in here. <laughs> Where you at, Alan? <laughs> this goes out to uh, you know who you are. Mm. I'll miss you. Mm. Are you sending those messages? Yeah. Sending those messages again? Yeah, I'm sending those messages. I say I don't love you. Oh. 
We need to hit a break here, but mm. before we hit this break, it's Fire by the Pointer Sisters plays. We tell folks about four healthy pets over at the Village East Shopping Center, where the old Skate Haven used to be. Uh, yeah. the same side of Atlanta Highway as uh, Faulkner, right near mm-hmm. Faulkner. And uh, stop by and see Teresa there at Four Healthy Pets. Because, I mean, it's a family and friends environment, number one. It, she started that business because she wanted to provide the same care she provides her own pets to every other pet owner here in Montgomery and the River region. And there, at least you're not a number. You're a name. Exactly. You are a name. And they have some really great deals, like the the pet food. It's like I, I get confused sometimes because, like, say, Grandma Lucy's organic lemon honey cookie. If I said to you, Seth, do you want an organic lemon honey cookie, you'd probably try it. Even if I, if you told me it was dog food, I would try it because yeah. it sounds good. That sounds delicious. One dollar off right now. Uh, Koa, all sorts of deals there with the Nature Vet. Great brands over there, but the best thing, and any dog will definitely love this, the chicken crack. Oh, they're coming man. with some turkey crack. Man, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. It's such a great environment over there for Healthy Pets. So stop by and see Teresa on Atlanta Highway. Get into the auto order business if you like what you see over there. That way, your particular product and needs can be ordered especially for you by Teresa. Visit them also at 4 Healthy Pets Online. 4 Healthy Pets Online. Thank you so much, Teresa, for providing that to the community. And folks, thank you so much for listening. This is the Joey Clark Radio Hour, and tonight feels like fire. Clark. <clears throat> Welcome back, folks. This is a good one, Dave. Yeah, it is Southernwood. I knew you'd like this one. You like this one, Seth? I'm digging it, man. I'm digging it. Do you know it. what it is? It sounds like maybe I uh, maybe Prince, of course. No. I can't see it. Oh, God. Because I saw him, I know who it is, but I wouldn't normally know who this is. You know the song? Kind of. Like, I know the hook. What's it called? I don't When he starts going on it, I could probably do, I mean. Here, let's see if our caller here knows this song. Name that tune, caller. Oh, man. That's from George Michael, man. What's the song? Uh, I'll ever wanted to be my baby, baby, I shine. Dun, 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 dun. And then I sing it. Is it Father Finger? <laughs> Is it Father Finger? No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will be it's not there yet. It's not there yet. That's the problem with George Michael's songs. The hook doesn't come for a little while. Well, yeah, it doesn't. But uh, I want to dedicate. Uh, I want to dedicate this uh, father figure song, George Michael, to Southernwood or Yellowwood. <laughs> Southern. Yellowwood. This one goes out to and Southernwood. I'd, yeah, and I'd also like to request uh, Marvin Gaye uh, sexual healing. Uh, evidently, I can't afford the copay and the deductible at the uh, dock of the box. <laughs> <laughs> I need some sexual healing. Yeah. We have played that song before. Hey, I tell you, I, I, how about, how about Hold some... On. Uh, Hold on. Hold on. Honey hand. <laughs> what? 
Yeah, no. If you listen to the words, this is such a creepy song. It is. It is. Why would you listen to this uh, words? I mean, if you like got, went and was like, hey, let me see the words, and you started word reading. Yeah, of course. It's George Michael. What do you think you're going to find? Put your tiny hand in mine? Come on. Well, I would hope that's that. That's gross. No, dude, but my hand's That's bigger like than Roy yours. freaking Moore. No, but have you ever have you ever been with a girl and her hand's bigger than yours? Uh, I, I danced with a girl one time. Man hands, had, you, that's what I'm asking. You see yeah. these hands? I assure you. I will show you There's no problem hands. down there. No, but Soldier Boy, you're saying you were dancing with a girl? Yeah, I was dancing with this girl one time. You know, and that, my dad used to tell me, he said, son, even big women need love. And he says, but, but you will put a woman, you still dance with a woman, you put your hands around her and, and your, uh, your, your fingers don't touch. That's too much woman for you. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Uh, what a bit. But he oh. said, he and then dad, then then my father said he gave me some other. He was a work. He was, a, he was like Confucius. He was a very wise man. He also said, you know, even big women need loving, just not from me. Damn, your dad. Mm. He was, was well. Scary. My mom was five foot. Uh, my mom was five foot, one hundred and five pounds. Okay. Oh, <laughs> fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. And, and I'm six foot five, and I got long arms. So trust me, if I, my hands on me, we got a problem. I do find it funny, and it goes both ways. Like the double standard. I saw this meme where. Girls talk about, I want my man to be 6'2", dark, tall, and handsome, well-kept, to have a great job, and, you know, abs and big biceps. And as soon as a man, I want my girl with big, oh, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, good it's luck talking with that. about hypocrisy, right? But yeah. then it also goes the other way, Soldier Boy, where it's like these, you see these big old fat guys. Like, you know, it looks like they're pregnant, and they're like, I want my girl skinny. And it's like, oh, come on, dude. You know, I just had a flashback. I had a flashback of Chris Farley uh, dancing the dance-off with Patrick Swayze as a Chippendale. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember that one? Yes, I do. That's one of the funniest skits. Is that one of the most funniest things, man? He was working it, man. Yeah, he can dance. He can dance. Yeah, man. You can dance if you want to. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. Uh, was that Men at Work or something? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I caught that one. Funny. Hey, you guys were talking about 8-tracks and stuff, you know? Yeah. If you remember back in the days, Joey, you weren't born, of course. Right. But 8-tracks, uh, we didn't have window tint back then. Okay? So if you had 8-tracker cassettes, man, you had to be careful. You didn't leave them in the car. Or you had left them in that little cheap uh They would, they would melt if you, le- if they you would left melt, them in the They would melt, man. Dash. They sure exactly. would. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and I had a 67 Mustang Fastback. I was so Ooh, proud of it. Ooh, nice. The GT package with a 289 high-performance four-speed oh, on it, you know. God, man. Yeah, it was, it was beautiful red, yeah. But the only problem was, man, I was so proud of my car. Everybody else had the 74, uh, 74 uh, Smokey and the Bandit, you know. Oh, oh yeah. You know what I mean? Trans Am. The D28 Camaros with their decals on there, you what know. What happened I had, to your Mustang? Oh, I ended up selling it. Should have never done oh, it. Oh, you didn't crash it, did you? But the worst, no. But the worst thing about it was, I was so proud of it. I had the pony interior, and I used so much armor all. They didn't. They only had one you type of armor all back slide. then. Oh man! Every time I put the clutch in, man, I slid underneath the damn seat. <laughs> armor all. I went too underneath good. the steering wheel, man. People don't understand. You got that leather seat, and if you armor all it, like everybody says, and you hit a turn, you will go slide <laughs> over there. But I mean, Son of Gun is pretty good because it, it's not that slick. Right. But, well, Son of Gun must have came out after that. Then, oh yeah. And you know they only had now they got non shiny, non sticky, non this and matte finish and all that. Back then in our days, man, all they had was what one type, <laughs> and we oh, thought it was the greatest invention. And the black and yellow can, and that's all you mm-hmm. got. I learned that uh, lesson with my Thunderbird. 
No. I said, let the seats go. I ain't doing that no more. There's nothing worse than a cracked dashboard. Oh. oh yeah. It's such God, a it's feeling. It, yeah. And then they came out with those uh, dashboard covers. Carpet. You remember those? Yeah. J.C. Yeah. Whitney. Thank God for J.C. Whitney. Mm. My catalogs. That's worse, though. That I mean, that's like having a plastic cover on your sofa. <laughs> <Sure. at> the <laughs> house. What's the point in having a, a, a sofa if you're going to cover it in plastic? Well, and but, I know this will, like, killed uh, like you know collectors like i love jay leno's garage but the idea like of a lot of these old cars in completely stock it's like i don't want to drive a stock 60 something like it's probably not going to be the most convenient i like old classic cars with some nice amenities to them same thing with my house oh. yeah, like air conditioning mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ac's gotta work <laughs> yeah oh, you exactly. gotta have ac and never can constituted air conditioning as a, a high performance part yeah. That clutch and that compressor would just stall your ass down. But nothing was funnier when I pulled up to that, that you know, Trans Am, and I'm revving it up. I got a little four-speed, my 289 high-performance, ready to go, man. And the next thing you know, I put it in gear, and I get on the gas, and I slide right underneath the wheel, man. Too much armor <laughs> all And then I put armor all on the rubber floor mat. Man, it was like it was like a sex fest going on in that car. <laughs> I mean, easy captain, easy captain. Hey, man, I used to tell the girls are driving. I said we don't need we don't need no oil on there, any lubricant, and we got plenty of armor all everywhere on the dashboard, on the sides of the doors. I mean, everything was armored all, man. The armrest, everything. I mean, you came out, you were shining. Uh, don't tell me way. you guys don't remember those. You guys don't remember that. No, no, mm. I don't. My boss has a bunch of old cars, so I. I know all about. No, that. my car's got this thing, and it happens in the Z3, early Z3 models as they get older, where the seats will shift. It's not completely yep. locked in, <laughs> so if I have to stop quickly, it's a and I'm used to it. I kind of anticipate it, and where I have my feet. Whenever I'm riding, somebody's riding with me, they're all over the place. Good it's news, so much fun. Good news, Joey. The Z4 is coming out in the uh, first quarter of nineteen. Saw that, man. If I, can, mm-hmm. I obviously can't afford one of those bad boys, but that thing looks epic. But you can't afford to go down to the dealership and test drive one. Good call. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, yeah. It's get trashy. Yeah, exactly. You, kind of yeah, you hmm. don't have to. Yeah, as long as you lie on that uh, credit app and just keep on moving, man. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, I'm here to buy. Yeah, yeah, okay. Sure, sure. But yeah. I appreciate the calls, soldier boy. All right, man. Yeah, go down there. You go Kramer on them. See how far you could go on that last quarter of a tank of gas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw something recently, and I hadn't talked about it on air yet, where I I kind of grew up where Friends was in heavy syndication on television. So you could catch a lot of Friends episodes. I never watched a single episode of that show when it was actually running, like new episodes coming out. Uh-huh. A lot of syndication. And I grew to where I really liked that show uh, as a kid. And in some ways it shaped me probably in a very bad way. Who's your favorite? Joey? Uh, probably Chandler. Really? Yeah, I like Chandler a lot. I like the the sarcastic defense mechanisms. I always like Joey and Phoebe. Well, I like Joey and Chandler. I like that they were good. They were bros. Yeah, man. It's like we're going to have beers, recliners, and watch Baywatch. It's great. (laughs) I I love that. They were good together. Yeah. But somebody came out with one of these think pieces today. And I'm... before I get to the think piece, there are some people who go back and watch like Friends, like, oh my God, they're how dare they make fun of people, like a uh, fat, ugly, naked guy, like across the, you know, they're fat shaming, 
and that like the nineties is oh, now on, an man. inappropriate time. No, and exactly that nineties was awesome. It was right. full of pain and suffering. Right. It was great. Yeah, it was Everybody a great hurt and it was okay. I think that's called real. Yeah, it's yeah. called life. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this think piece said that and I think they have a point. Well, I've seen two different ones, but I like this one. Ross Geller is like the worst person ever. Yeah, he's that friend you don't want to have. No, he's not. He's terrible. But then there was another piece that said how they treated Ross is an example of why we're being taken over by stupid. Like every time this intelligent, well-educated, like paleontologist would try to talk about his work and these things, his friends would go... <laughs> and just make fun of him for being educated. And it's like... But then the rest of these idiots, like, does Rachel even have a job? Oh, no. Then she becomes a shopper. Like, like a whatever, in-store. You Nobody buy had a people. real job. Yeah. Yeah, they did. The, uh, Courtney Cox was a, a, chef. a chef. She had a real job, but all Chandler did was he, he was a, a processor. He would check the weenus. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll take your word for yeah, that. Yeah, the weenus is out of whack. No, but one of my favorite Chandler episodes <laughs> is when he's at work and his boss, the guy looked like looks like Vince McMahon. Well, damn, pal. Uh, but the boss was new, and every time they would end a meeting, he would smack... Like Chandler on the ass, like good job, Bing. And, <laughs> and he's like, like, man, it hurts. I wish he would just stop. It really hurts. So he finally confronts him. He's like, could you not? It kind of hurts. He's like, fine, Bing. I won't. I won't smack you on the ass. And so they're leaving another conference room, another meeting, and he's smacking everybody on the the backside. And then he gets to Chandler, and he's like, oh, good job, Bing. Shakes his hand. And now Chandler feels left out. Aww. And it's just a stupid crap like that. I love that show, but it's funny how certain things, how they age. To where in this day and age, if you came out with that show new, you would catch a lot of crap. With Roseanne. Oh, yeah. What, what did they think they were doing? Mm-hmm. Mm. And but then you can still find crap on, like, HBO and Showtime that's... I mean, over the top. But it's extra paid for. Or it's like a period piece, like the deuce. Have you got any episodes of that? Or it's essentially the rise of uh, porn in New York City. Oh, wow. And it's uh, James Franco plays twins, and he's really good at it. But it is, it's like 70s New York City, and they get down and dirty. So the show's essentially about pimps and prostitutes, and it's not glamorous by any means. It kind of lets you look into that world, and you're like, oh, wow. So I think they get away with a lot of that stuff because it's period. Like, it, that, that's how it was in the 70s. So you can say all sorts of things. That makes sense. I think it's because it's on the network, um, on the channel it's on. If I, HBO I think or that Cinemax makes sense well. Like, American Gods, I like that one. I'm going to get season one of that. American Gods? Yeah. I don't think I've seen Man, that. Man, awesome. And you've got, you've got so many people, though, still. I mean, in this world today, there's so many people in, in the free, over-the-airways. I mean, you still got people with antennas catching... ABC, CBS, NBC, and Fox, and it, me. whatever, the little things. But you've got these people, and they're sitting around, and they're looking for an excuse to be offended. And they're like, oh, you can't say that. I, you, you, you should never say that. You couldn't say that. Now, I that's, think people that's, have that's always terrible. been doing that. The world is, it's just different. Extent, the standards just getting, keep changing. It's it keeps getting, getting worse. worse. Well, I it think it's worse, worse in the worse sense. and worse, and like telling jokes is terrible. Because I'm kind of a funny guy, and I say some 
unpredictable things that really bother people. Well, and you have to go for it. Sometimes they don't work. Sometimes they do. And then sometimes when people laugh, other people are like, what's wrong with you? Right. And it's just like, hey, loosen up. Yeah. Well, it's sometimes it's wording and how you take it. No, and if somebody's upset, you're like, oh, whatever. Get over it. Yeah, deal with it. You're not my wife. You're not my girlfriend. Like, I, I think, I mean, you can go too far with you comedy, can. but I know exactly what you're talking about, Seth. You can go too far, and you know when you, you're on that that line and you push it just a little too far, and you're like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that. Are you ready? But it's, that line has been moved from the 20-yard line all the way back to the 50-yard line now. Yeah. I mean, you can't I even see what you mean. say the word fat in a joke, and somebody's going to go, hmm. I can't laugh at this joke. He said fat. I can't say that. <laughs> I mean, good gosh. I mean, think about the comedians we listened to growing up. Oh, they're terrible. My whole oh. mind are dead. Oh. oh Everybody really? that I loved. Who did the you 90s, love? You're uh, talking about raunchy? Who did you love? Now, that's oh, some Mitch. Mitch Hedberg? <clears throat> yeah. Mitch Hedberg was genius. Yeah, he, he was good, man. But drugs. You know, all of my, my favorite guys are all dead. I mean, uh, uh, Alice in Chains, old Lane Staley. You yeah. know, uh, I, like all my rock stars from the 90s are not dying from old age. Did you ever get down with, like, Patrice O'Neal? Like, I love his stuff. I, Big I black guy. I got to see a picture, man. But he, he made it. Speaking of, like, jokes that are, like, right on the edge. It's still kind of on the edge today. But think about, you know, we just talked about 9-11, you know, two weeks ago, I guess now, or last week. Two weeks. Or it might have been last week, I think. I think it was last week. I think it was last week. Yeah, last week. Um, Yeah, this is the end of the second week of the second year for the Joe Clark Radio Hour. But, you know, it's one thing for me to say this joke I'm about to say, you know, 17 years since 9-11, September the 11th, 2001. Tree said this, like, a year or two after. He's like... Man, all y'all talking about 9 9-11. 9-11, never forget, never forget. But like every American holiday, it starts with something serious. You know, in 20 years from now, we'll be shooting off fireworks and grilling out on 9-11. And it's like the way he put it. I was like, he's right. He is right. I think we're still in that phase where everybody remembers. Like, I remember 9-11. But... I think stuff like Memorial Day and, you know, a lot of these were very heartfelt, like hundreds of thousands of people dying in war and these sorts of things. And now we're eating hot dogs and shooting fireworks. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, I've got grown children. I mean, Peanut's 20 years old. Fixing to turn 21. You know what that means? She was You're taking her as a drink. She was three years old. When 9-11 happened. They don't know. Wow. It's just like us with Vietnam. Mm-hmm. We've heard stories and we know people that, that right. had been there. And mm-hmm. But Vietnam doesn't, it, which we don't have a, a holiday about Vietnam, but I, I know of it. And I know right. that, you know, my dad went into the service because of it and was drafted against his will, you know, to, right. you know, to go and... But I mean, other than that, I don't really associate. And they're now starting. I with think Vietnam. I think people are starting to talk about it more. I have, people have told me to watch the Kim Burns Vietnam documentary that recently came out. Yeah, that is really good because people talk. Open. I'm sure it, Kim Burns is real good. Well, like folks are starting to. It's it's still 
poignant to people, but there's so many years removed now that people are very frank about what happened there and their own experiences. Yeah. And I think that's fascinating. You need enough time in between events it's, to be it, able to talk openly. And see, we know so much about World War Two, but, mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about, what, 80 years ago when two ended? Right. Almost, 70-something well, and it's Is amazing we don't talk about World War One hardly at all anymore. Oh, you I mean, hear nothing about one hundred years ago, essentially. Maybe and it if was we talked more about stuff like that, people would be such or less of pricks about tearing down the history. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Maybe, but I mean, some of that is like I. I don't like the. I've talked about this. I don't necessarily love the tearing down the history. It depends. You got to pick your spots. Most of it, I like the idea of well, erect new monuments yeah. like next to them and show the progression through time. These sort of things, uh, I think that's kind of a cool idea. Now, but then there are some like monuments, like some in the middle of nowhere town put up, and it's like, why the hell is that still there? <laughs> like, you know, you th- mean, there are still... I'm not even talking about, like, Confederate statues You can drive 30 miles in any direction from where we're at right now and find something. <laughs> it's like, how long do we have to commemorate that guy who, like, you know, made this huge wheel of cheese? Like, what? great. <laughs> Pappy was wonderful, but, you know, we're 100 years removed from that. That was a great accomplishment. Let's get it out of the center of the city square. Go to Dothan. What do they have? Peanuts. Peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Dothan Sunday. Hey, get some peanut butter. Yeah. It's just like, it's interesting. I look at Montgomery in particular, and it's weird. I'm going to be straight up. It's weird, and you correct me if I'm wrong. Being our age, Seth, like, Montgomery is not a young person's town. I'm not saying there aren't good young people here trying to do things, and there are business owners, there are all sorts of people. But Montgomery, the vibe of it I get is not like, oh, this is the happening place for late 20-somethings and 30-somethings. Oh, it never has been, man. Right. And no, like, and it hasn't. And like growing up here, and like one of my buddies that I went to Lee with 15, 20 years ago, he started a thing, MontgomerySucks.com. <laughs> you know, and that was all the people. We love the town. It's where our friends and our family at. But we are very aware of the fact that the town kind of sucks to do. when there's nothing to do. No, and it's, but it's got, would you say it's gotten better over the last few years? It's gotten a little better. I mean, and like bit. they made a skate park and then they tore it down. Yeah. And then, um, I do like, and this vision started a while ago, I do like the idea behind downtown. I don't think oh, it's yeah. quite there yet. I like a lot of those establishments. But it it's still going to take some time. But the idea of what's leverage our history along with some entertainment, kind of an entertainment district. It's with better than tourism. what it was before. There was Good nothing idea. but Jubilee. Right. Once a year for a weekend. Yeah, the impact's great. Uh, the amphitheater's great. The the river I've seen in my own lifetime downtown develop and come up, and it's a really cool idea. I mm-hmm. think it can go further, and uh, it, it'll be even better. But And Montgomery's changing in that way. But oh, yeah. it's not... Ex- I, I get the immediate sense, the things the mayor talks about, not because necessarily he wants to, but because he's serving the people, especially the people who pay attention and vote. Um, education has to be fixed if you want to keep couples here. It mm-hmm. has to be. And I know that's not the mayor's job. It's all sorts of problems. I don't want to get into it with a minute left in the show. That is such a big topic. And but it, it I get the so sense hard. of when I hear like the conversation around Montgomery, it is not devoted to the younger crowd i'll put it that way that's that's why the young crowd is not here a number one is the education system and bless todd's heart 
No, oh, yeah. I mean, as many differences as I have with him, so I like Todd, but he he can actually almost do nothing about education because that's the county run system. That's terrible. It's the board yeah. members. The board members elect who's going to run the board. They make all the decisions. I was born up the north. State comes in up north. I was making D's and C's, and I the same year I moved down here and I started making straight A's. Ooh. I went from being a dummy up there to being expected to being smart down here. That's right. We got great teachers down here. Well, we'll continue this conversation off air, and I got to tell you all the joke behind this song, but I can't say it on air. Thank you for listening, folks. Thank you. I'll be back Monday.